0: time so we want everybody in here at 1 30 p.m sharp immediately following lunch the snack shack will be open tonight immediately following the altar service and you will know that you are dismissed from service because over the speaker's mic we will hang either a jacket or a handkerchief okay so until you see a handkerchief or a jacket hanging from the microphone you know that you have to stay in the sanctuary until that time once you see that you're free to go onto the grounds go to the snack shop fellowship and have a good time with everyone here at camp also all of our visiting ministers pastors evangelists immediately following the service in the turf club that is the room where um, we have lunch there will be a dinner prepared for you each night following every evening service we want to welcome you there for a time of fellowship, for a time of getting to know one each other um, closer, and we want you to be a part of that with us. Amen. Amen. If you have any questions, there's counselors on the grounds. There will be um, schedules posted, and that will help you along. We'll let you know about things to come more this week. Everybody excited to be in the house of God. Let's all stand together. Brother Joe Mays is coming. He's going to stand in front here. We like to give at Camp West. This is our opportunity to give back unto God and to let Him know in this form of worship how much we love Him. We want God to bless this offering. Just come up to the front and give after we pray, and um, that's how we'll worship Him this evening. Savior, we love you. We thank you, God, for everything that you have done. We thank you for this camp, and we're expecting great things in the Holy Ghost. You have been so faithful to us. You have never failed us, God, and so tonight we give back to you just a small portion of we, what we have in a showing of thanks to you and your goodness. We ask you to bless each and everybody that gives tonight and give to those that cannot. Lord, And in whatever happens tonight, we ask that the Holy Ghost moves in a mighty way, and these things we ask in Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. God bless you as you come up front and give in the offering as they, and as they sing. to be held. Come on, let's raise our hands. Hallelujah. Let's not rush this moment. God is in this house. You're not alone, young person. Hallelujah. All you have to do is call his name. He's there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your Holy Ghost fill this house. Come on, somebody. Touch the throne of grace. Let's create an atmosphere of worship in this house. God's about to do something in this house with somebody. Hallelujah. He's ready to lift you up out of your depression. Hallelujah. He's ready to remove your oppression tonight. Oh, let's thank him and worship him, hallelujah. God, I praise you and give you all the glory, hallelujah. You are worthy of all my praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, I thank you. I give you the glory in this house and I praise you. You alone are worthy, you are the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God to whom honor and glory belongs forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the Holy Ghost is in this house. You know, I've never known the Spirit of God to digress. The Bible says it's from glory to glory. That's important because we get in the mentality to think that the last night of preaching has to be the best night. But if tonight is incredible and amazing and awesome, then my faith says... In my belief in God that tomorrow night's going to be even better. So what that means is don't wait till the last night. But right now you can fill up on all the Holy Ghost that you can put inside your vessel until it's running over. And then tomorrow when you come, it's going to be better than it was tonight. Hallelujah. Is that what you want? Hallelujah. My God, he delivers the best. Hallelujah. One more time. Let's worship him. Oh God, have your way in this place. Oh Lord, let the power of the anointing break every yoke of bondage. We bind every spirit in Jesus' name. Let the liberty of the Holy Ghost have its way. We love you, Jesus, and we honor you. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. As you remain standing, I'd like to welcome to this pulpit no stranger to Camp West. Ambassador of the truth, good man of God, a friend, someone who really touches God. Thankful to hear from the evangelist tonight. Would you welcome our evangelist and give God some praise, Brother Cody Marks. Come, take your liberty, my friend, in
1: Jesus'
2: name. Now, um, I think there was a little mix-up on the memo. There was a a memo, at least I think there was, um, to get a little sleep aid in your system so you'd sleep tonight. But the memo was, is they were supposed to put that in there in your snacks after church, not in your dinner before church. So, whoever the cook was, put the melatonin in the lasagna, I'm convinced, and you guys are falling asleep here tonight, praise God. We got work to do, and we've only got four nights to do it. We got four nights to do it, and um, typically, if you get good and cranked up one night, you'll shout it out. But um, so we're counting on at least three nights of really getting down and getting some work done. So we got to plug in tonight. We can't wait till tomorrow night. (laughs) So I like this song that that, um, this sis has sung right here at the end. And I think it's very fitting. And, man, we don't, all we have is time. We're not in a hurry. I want her to come back, and I want her to sing through this again before I preach. And I want you to, to shake yourself. Come on, reach over and shake somebody next to you. Shake them. Say, wake up. And, and, hey, tell somebody, um, tell somebody if, if you've ever been, if you've ever been in, in a revival service with Brother Marks it's probably better off you just go ahead and wake up or it's going to get pretty rough in here before we get through tonight so might as well wake up. I don't have to go through a bunch of scriptures of the importance of worship and what worship does. You know all of that. All of you come from worshiping churches and so when she begins to move through this song again, I want you to open your heart, get your mind on God, and let's flow with the Spirit tonight. I want to get in the flow of the Spirit. Anybody else want to get in the flow of the Spirit? (laughs) Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. Come on, right now, lift your hands and raise your voices. Come on, and cry out to God. Thank you Thank you, Sister Wilmoth. Lift your hands. Come on right now. Come on, cry out to God. Satayala Moho Kota Yala Mahaya Y Kata Yala Moho Sata Yala Mahayandala Bahaya Yala Mahasata Yoru Ruboho Yandala Bahaya Yala Mahasatoku Rubohuya Sata Yala Maha. How many young people came to this meeting? With great expectancy, I am a product of meetings such as as this youth camps, a very, very integral part of. My life and a massive influence in the formidable years of my life. And the Bible says, To whom much is given, much is required. And I feel like I have been a beneficiary. I feel indebted tonight to youth camps and men, men of God that have poured themselves into me. And so I want you to understand that I will preach tonight as a man in debt. I owe a debt. And I want to pour into you tonight. And I believe God is going to minister to us in a very, very, very deep way. We're not going to wait until tomorrow night. We're going to come out blazing, guns blazing on the first night. Amen. I'd like to read a few scriptures from the Gospel of St. Luke. Again, thank you to this music team. I'm thinking this is the Redlands. Is this all the Redlands up here? It's three churches, several churches. Thank you so much for for helping us tonight. Luke chapter 15. Um, I do have very specific. marching orders and um, I understand that typically when this text is used um, it's used with an evangelistic tone to it Um, typically when the prodigal son is preached about it's preached to backsliders and and um, most of you know this story inside out. And um, I don't know how much of a three-point sermon I have tonight necessarily. I'm going to use this as a launching point, And then I'm going to share some things with you that I felt like that the Spirit wanted me to share with you. And I want God, most importantly, I want God to move deeply in our lives Praise God! How many know that's what makes all the difference? The word of the Lord, the word of the Lord was there in creation, but the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, and um, we need God here to move tonight, Luke chapter 15, verse number 11, and he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living, and not many days Brother Morton, if we could just convince them of that right there. If I could just somehow convey and communicate that right there. It doesn't take long to get your life messed up. your parents, all the work they've done, nobody, none of us have had perfect parents, but thankfully a lot of us here have have had parents that have tried and all the work they've put into you and all the money they've spent to, to get you to this point and even to get you to this camp and all of the things that your pastor has done. I'm preaching already, all the sermons he's preached, all the youth meetings that you've been to. all the prayer meetings you've said in, all the prayer that has been invested in you. You hear what I'm telling you. I've watched this. I'm 38 years old. I'm not that far removed from where you're standing tonight. I've watched this over and over. It doesn't take very long. Takes a long time to get you where you're standing tonight, but it doesn't take long to get your life completely jacked up. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he gave him what he wanted. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, not many days it didn't take long for him to waste his substance on riotous living. It didn't take him long to spend all he had. It didn't take long for a famine to rise. It didn't take long for him to be in want. It didn't take long. For him to find himself. Listen, it didn't take long. It wasn't long from yearning on the father's porch, wanting to know, wondering what it was like in the distant lands. It didn't take long from wandering from the father's porch to finding him some finding him somewhere, finding himself somewhere amongst the swine. With nothing. but pain and hurt and regret and condemnation. I'm really afraid we're not going to get this far, but I'll go ahead and skip down and read verse 20. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said, Somebody say, the Son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the Father said, (laughs) but the Father said, that's got such a good ring to it. But the Father said, but the Father said, get the best robe, put it on him. Put new shoes on his feet. Put the old ring back on his hand. Give him the name back. And that fatted calf that we've been preparing for in anticipation for his return, go ahead and kill the fatted calf and let the celebration begin, but the father said, but the father said, praise God. Aren't you thankful for God's presence that's in this building here tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. Would you lift your hands and would you ask God to talk to us here for the next few? I have for several days now knowing this meeting was coming, prayer and preparation, I have I have had that phrase that I took just a second and emphasized as we were reading the text. Lodged that phrase, lodged in my spirit, and not many days after, and not many days after, after the Father had divided. these two sons, the portion of goods that falleth to them per the request of the one that we know, have come to know as the prodigal son, Not, not many days, not many days after what had been given to him. Not many days after he chose to leave the family farm, not many days after he dismissed, dismissed himself from his, his duties at home, Not many days. Not many days after, not many days after he was spending what his father had given him living riotously. Not many days not not many days after he had not only spent but he had spent everything that his father had given him not not many days I hope somebody will hear me on this first night of Camp West that it doesn't take long to get your life in a mess. Just a few days. I know tonight that may seem like a heavy way to start this meeting and, hey, I hope we shout and dance and do our thing all over this sanctuary before, we're, before it's said and done, but I want God to do something deep in us. Some of you have come here tonight with curiosities. Some of you have come here tonight with wandering eyes. I'm preaching to young people in this building tonight have come here with serious, serious struggles. Voices, which I plan before this is all said and done on Thursday night to address somewhere in this meeting. Voices that are that are vying, voices that are vying for your for your future and for your affection. There's wandering eyes here tonight. There's 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 wandering eyes. There's struggles here tonight. There's 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 young people on the fringes and on the fence. There's there's young people here tonight that 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 are just like like Dinah, just just like Dinah of old. There's there, there's a curiosity in you. There's 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 wonderment. You you have you have pitched your tents towards towards Sodom. There is there is something in you. That you 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 have you have acquired through. Through over time, it's taken a little while, but over time, you—it's moved past just curiosity into uh, you have you have acquired uh, a need. You think a need or a desire to see what the world is all about. You better hear what I'm telling you right now. But it doesn't take long. It took a long time to get you where you're at tonight. You better hear what I'm telling you. Your mom and dad put a lot in you to get you where you're at right now. I I wish there was some backsliders that I could pull in here. They they could tell the story much better than I could tell it. They could testify to what I'm preaching right now much better than what I could tell it. It's taken a long time to get you where you're at right now. It's, it's taken a lot of, it's taken a lot of mid, midweek Bible study. It's taken a lot of Friday night services. Come on, I'm talking to some of you 14, 15, 16 years old. Some of you got the Holy Ghost before you could really talk good. Five and six years old. Some of you sitting here tonight have had the Holy Ghost for eight or nine years already, and you're still, some of you just in the youth group, but you you've had the Holy Ghost five or six years. That's a long time to have the Holy Ghost, but I'm telling you, it doesn't take long to get your life messed up. if if we if we don't go any further, i I feel and I, I feel that it is my assignment here tonight to help you understand that. It does not take long, just a few days, just one or two decisions. Hallelujah. It doesn't take a year to destroy your life. It doesn't take a year to amass a bunch of baggage. It doesn't take a year. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah, hallelujah. It took a long time to get you where you're at tonight, but it doesn't take very long for the devil to mess everything up. It took a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get you where you're at tonight. It took years for your mom and daddy and your pastor and pastor's wife to get you where you're at tonight, but it doesn't take the devil long. I understand I'm being a little redundant, but I got to get in somebody's face. I got to get in your grill. Hallelujah. I got to get on my head with my hair on fire. I've got to get through your thick skull tonight and explain to you. You have the ability to make choices, but you don't have the ability to choose your consequences. You didn't hear what I just said. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, you're big enough. Yeah, you're old enough. Oh, you're not 18 yet. And I'm preaching to some of you. You got big grand plans. As soon as you can get out of the sight of your parents. Well, I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to go to church when I don't feel like going to church. Come on. You're getting old enough where you can make your own decisions. But you can't choose your consequences. And after a few days... Hallelujah. You young ladies, I know it's a youth camp, but I'm reaching for a young lady. All it takes is a few days. All it takes is one little dalliance, one little rendezvous. All it takes is a few days to show up as another statistic for a teen pregnancy. All it takes is a few days to get an STD. All it takes is a few days to get cooked on cocaine. All it takes is a few days to ruin your future. Come on, and bring shame to your family and accumulate baggage that you'll never be able to get rid of. So yeah... You're becoming of age where you can make choices on your own. Come on, you choose now where you want to go to eat on Sunday night. But you listen to me. You're getting old enough to choose your own friends, but you can't choose your consequences. God tarries at 15 years old. If he gives you to your 65, that's 50 years. That's a lot of days left to live. But you can make decisions in the next few days that can wreck all the rest of the days of your life. I can't get no help. Come on because you you know it all you already know everybody you already know you already know more than everybody else you've already got your mind made up that's what you want that's what you think you need you think you've been inhibited you are bitter because you've been raised in the church somebody's kept you from something yes somebody's kept you from something somebody's kept you from wrecking your life somebody's kept you from destroying your mind Hallelujah, and I hope this is all right because I understand it's in your face and it's abrasive, but I want to talk to some of you Pentecostal spoiled brats that have cut your teeth on a pew. You've been subjected to the best, the best preaching, the best music, the best ministry, the best leadership, and you're going to sit there with your arms folded and feel like you've been shortchanged in life. My God, you got the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. You've been privileged. Oftentimes, when the text of the prodigal son is used, it's used in the sense of mortality. And I all know, I well know, I understand, I'm well aware that really when this thing all wraps up, really it is only about the saved and the lost. But I want you to hear me. There's a whole lot to lose. There's a whole lot to lose before you're lost. And we have done this text an injustice. If we only use this text in the sense of mortality, and what I mean by mortality, if we only use this text in the sense of whether a young person or somebody is saved or lost, we have missed the point. Ladies and gentlemen, the prodigal suffered much loss. The list, listen, the list, come on, was a litany. There was a litany of things on the list of things that he lost. lost. There's a lot of lostness. Come on. There's a lot of things to lose before ultimately, before ultimately you are lost for eternity. You better hear what I'm telling you right now. There's a lot of things to lose. There is a litany of things on the list to lose before you're lost. And all it takes is a few days and the list begins to compile very quickly. But hear me, I cannot go down all of the things on that list. Time does not allow, time does not allow me. But there is one thing on that list that I want you young people to hear me tonight. You cannot afford to lose it. I understand ultimately it's about being lost or saved, but it's ultimately really about what we keep or lose before we get to that time in which God determines whether we are lost or saved. Lost or saved is determined by the things that we lose or save in the journey of life. And you listen to a 38 year old man here tonight. You can't afford to lose your relationship with God. The greatest tragedy you hear me the greatest tragedy of Luke chapter 15 is the prodigal son lost his relationship with his father Hallelujah. You can't afford to lose your relationship with your father, the nearest and dearest. The most beautiful thing that you have is your relationship with God. You're going to need it. You don't know this. You're still naive. You think you're smart in regards to the world. You think your world is smart because you've learned how to navigate the internet and technology. But let me tell you, there are all kinds of voices and spirits in this world. And if I fight them with a relationship with God you will stand no chance of surviving the spirits of this world without a relationship with Jesus Christ Hallelujah. Yeah, the list, is there is a litany of things on the list of lostness in the life of this young man. And it's a tragedy. But the greatest loss is his relationship with his father. You better hear me. You can't afford it. There are too many spirits in this world, the seducing spirits. Do you hear me? The spirit of suicide. Come on. It's on the rise in America. Drugs, medication, medication drugs, opiate, heroin. It's on the rise in America. You better keep your relationship with God. I need my relationship with God more than I need popularity. I need my relationship with God more than I need anything in the world. I need Hallelujah. You're going to need it. You may think right now that you know it more than everybody else, and you know what you need and what you don't need, but you better hear this old fashioned young preacher here tonight. You're going to need your relationship with God. You're going to need it more than you need a new suit or a new purse. You're going to need it more, listen to me, than a party or what it looks like in a club or what it's like to be in a movie theater. You need the Holy Ghost and a relationship with God more than you need sports and secular music you're not hearing me nothing 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 is worth getting a hold of at the expense of losing your relationship with god After a few days, that's my title on this first night. After a few days, I've seen them plan, salivate, dream, long for. Freedom. There are pastors in this building tonight, and I'll say just enough that you get the point, you won't know who I'm talking about. But they thought they knew what they wanted. Not one, but these kind of people have a tendency to gravitate towards one another. Somebody told me not too long ago that none of them, none of those people that put all these plans in place and were going to do these great things and they were going to be liberated and they felt better than they've ever felt before and they put up, they put up their, they let go of their relationship with God in order to grasp these things. And Man, they told people, they propagated it come on, they propagated. They tried to tell the world, I feel freer than I've ever felt before. I'm closer to God than I've ever been before. But not many days. Not many days! And they weren't going to church anywhere on Sunday. Not many days! Come on, it didn't take long until somebody told me the other day that all of them are divorced. Every one of them are divorced. Somebody told me the other day that none of those couples, four or five couples, none of them are married anymore. They are all divorced after a few days. Let me tell you something. It's Just a few days, just a few days. That's why the Bible says that the pleasures of sin are for but a season. God's trying to get you to understand. Yeah, sin is fun, but it's short-lived. Yeah, sin is fun, but it's short-lived. You want to know where pleasures are? The Bible tells us where pleasures are. The Bible says that pleasures are at his right hand. And you know how long the pleasures of God at the right hand last? They last forevermore. Forevermore. (laughs) The pleasures of sin. Or but for a season. After a few days, he take he had taken what his father had given him, and after a few days, he had spent it all. It was gone. The pleasures of sin. For a season, lean in and listen. I'm sure the translators. I'm not a scholar. I work hard, but far stretch, am I a scholar? So I'm sure the translators had a good reason using the word season. But the original word there, you're welcome to go look it up. The original word there, what the writer was really looting at was the pleasures of sin, but for a moment. I've seen young people be willing to give up their relationship with God at the chance of a season. How long is a season? How long is a season? But I'm telling you, there's no season. It's a moment. It's a moment. All it takes is a few days to get your life so messed up. You understand the entanglements of backsliders. Come on, some of you need to wake up and smell the coffee. You've had older siblings that have tried this. What are you thinking? I'm going to say it again. That was directly in the Holy Ghost to somebody sitting right out here. You have had older siblings. You have had people in your family older than you that have gone this way. Look where they're at. What are you thinking? Yeah, we're keeping you back from something. We're keeping you back from getting your head fried. Come on, on drugs. We're keeping you back from disease. We're keeping you back from spending the rest of your life in jail. We're keeping you back from trying to have to raise a baby all by yourself. Don't talk like I am going to talk like that here tonight. Come on, my relationship with God. My relationship with God. I am not going to compromise my relationship with the Father. I am not going to compromise, not for a few days, not for a little, not for a little fling, not for a season, not for a moment. I'm not going to do it. I probably would have been injured. Just indulge me. Probably I wasn't I'm not, I don't have the height. I was never in the shape to have been able to probably collegially be able to play sports. I'm sure there's some older ministers here tonight that are that were I was I was athletic. You young men, I've been where you're at. But I can tell you at thirty-eight years old. when the cool snap of fall comes and Friday nights begin to be lit up by high school football fields, I can tell you, I don't look and long. I don't look and regret. I don't wonder. I've reached the age. You reach an age in life. You gotta. Tr- you just got to trust what I'm telling you you reach you reach an age in life and I, and i i I'm, I'm not an elder i'm not I'm not an old man but you do reach an age in life where where you get your mind back you you do you 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 you, you don't want to hear this but you're out of your head right now you're crazy you, you that's not what you want to hear somebody tell you but I got, I got a teenager right now and I tell him that all the time. You you got you to love your dad. You got to trust your pastor. You got to trust me because you, you, you're, you're out of your mind right now. Your your hormones are running, uh, are raging crazy. You, you don't think straight. You'll get your mind back eventually and when you get your mind back, you'll be able to stand where I'm standing today and tell you, I don't regret. Come on, all of us have had our opportunity to walk off the porch. Come on, divest and make our way into a foreign land but I can tell you at 38 years old i'm glad i didn't give up my relationship with god none of that out there is worth it don't do it. Come on. I'm trying to preach to you with every bit of conviction. Come on. That I know how to preach with. I'm trying to preach with you with every bit of passion that I've got inside of me here tonight. I'm not as young as I used to be, but I'll lay my body and my voice out tonight to lay between somebody. Come on. And the gate to lay in the ditch between somebody and crossing the road and tell you it just takes a few days. Don't do that, baby. Come on. Don't do that. Don't do do that don't go the way of the world don't go the way of Sodom don't go listen don't do it it just takes a few days there's so much baggage that comes with backsliding. These pastors could vouch for what I'm telling you. Our cities are littered full. Our cities are, are full of backsliders that would love to come home, but there is so much baggage that comes with backsliding that most of them, I know, I sound like a prophet of doom, but a lot of them will never make it back. I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to get the baggage. You don't have to have the baggage. Stay home. Come on. I know you're struggling, but stay home. I know you. You got curiosities, but stay home. I know you're wondering what alcohol tastes like, but stay home. I know you're wanting to experiment, but stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. home. (laughs) Give me a keyboard player. But listen to me. We've got to have a visitation. Deliverance on this first night at Camp West. Listen, close. I'm not just trying to help you be saved here tonight. I'm trying to help your pastor. I'm standing in defense of revival in your city and in your communities. Listen, I'm closing with this. The book of Exodus contains 40 chapters. Somebody say that, 40 chapter. Brother Brock, where we're trying to get to, this is what all the pastors want. This is what the evangelist wants. We're trying to get to chapters 25 through 40. That's the building of the temple. That's where we're trying to get. We're trying to build a church. We're trying to have revival. That's but you, you can't. There's 40 chapters, and as much as I'd like to, you can't leapfrog the first 24 to get to chapters 25 through 40. <laughs> chapters 20. Listen. Chapters 20 through 24 deal with the law. How many believe we need truth and the law in our churches? Yeah. Yeah. How many believe that standards are still important? How many believe that righteousness still pleases God? How many believe that separation from the world is still the right way? Okay. All right. Okay. And No problem getting a response there. But that's chapters 20 through 24. And as much as I'd like, we want people to live right. And we want revival and we want to be able to build a temple. Brother Alder, is that you back here? We can't leapfrog, though. From chapter 1 to chapter 20 and all of a sudden have law and then jump over four more chapters and get to chapter 25 Build the temple. The first nineteen chapters of Exodus is about deliverance. No, listen. We are not going to get our people to live the law. We're not going to get young people to live holiness righteously. We're not going to get young people that Love to please God and don't struggle with a pastor about standards. If there's not first, there has first got to come into your life a move of deliverance. Now listen, I believe God has revival for our churches, but revival is not coming to our churches until the hand of deliverance moves through it. Listen, you better hear what I'm telling you. Too many stories. I'm getting too much feedback. God gave me this, and I've been preaching this for a solid year all across the country. But I'm telling you, I'm getting all kinds of feedback. We can't build a tabernacle without having 19 chapters of deliverance. And people are frustrated because people won't live the standards and people won't obey the laws of God. People can't obey the laws of God if they haven't been delivered. not against doctors but the stuff that's coming back to me preaching and talking being real like this the stuff that's coming back to me are young people they're on medications for anxiety attacks really what's a 15 year old what does a 15-year-old have an anxiety attacks for? Because of high school English? Get over it. You can get quiet if you want. Antidepressants. Oh, here he goes. He's going to show his ignorance. No, I'm not. You know, clinically. You want to, you want to, you want to get, you want to go this way, okay? Clinically, they have defined depression. Why are we talking about depression at a youth camp? Thank you. Whoever said that was that you? Thank you. I, I just needed a confirmation. He's up here talking about people being delivered to depression. Why are we talking about depression at a youth camp? So clinically, they've defined depression as giving up hope that anything's ever going to be different, any, that, that anything's ever going to be different. Hello. I'm not against Christian counselors, and I thank God for the ones that we have among us. I think the ones I'm very thankful, the ones that have p- applied themselves and believe there's a place for it, believe it's very important. But we're, we are in a crisis and we cannot counsel ourselves or out of crises. We've got to have deliverance. There, there, folks, have we, have, we, have we become so have we, listen? Have we become so informed that we have forgotten that there is a spirit world? And listen to me. I know it's not popular to talk about the devil anymore, but let me tell you what the devil wants and what he doesn't want. He wants to destroy you because he doesn't want Pentecost being perpetuated into the next generation. You can hear it. I'm just telling you. He wants to kill it. He wants to snuff it out. He wants to stymie. Come on. I'm not willing to trade the power of Pentecost for professionalism and polish. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. We've got to have a move of God, and it's got to start tonight. You know what you need? You don't need to see another counselor. You need the touch of deliverance to touch your life tonight. You need an angel to walk in in here and touch you. You need the power of God to fall in your life. hallelujah well my parents when i get on the phone and i tell them you preach against me taking my anti-anxiety medication they're going to have an anxiety attack well you tell your parents brother mark said they need to come to youth camp and we'll pray they get deliverance too holy ghost filled people what is the holy ghost it's righteousness and peace and joy in the holy ghost And I don't know what Jesus meant. It wasn't audible, but when Jesus nudged me flying here today, that there's dark intentions in this building. What that entails, I don't even, I don't know. I don't need to know. And I'm glad that the Lord didn't divulge in any more details than that. That's all I need to know. To know. Yeah, I want to get to chapter 25. Oh yeah, I believe the law is important. We gotta have doctrine. We've got to. The church is, the church has to have standards and lines. And we need 19 chapters of deliverance more than we need anything. You need something to touch your mind tonight. You know what some of you need? The touch of deliverance to touch your eyes. Something has scaled your eyes over. You need deliverance in your heart. Some of you need deliverance in your secret life. Somebody asked me the other day, is social, is social media going to be the downfall? Talking about us. that We've allowed it and it's coming. Like, I said, I don't know about the downfall, but it's sure been a good revealer of character. What do you mean by that? Well, only you, only you and God know what kind of character you have. Because character is not what you do with everyone watching. Character's character's what you do when you feel like there's a good chance nobody will ever find out about it. after a few days. I, de- I just dealt with a situation. And I didn't ask for permission, so I'm not going to divulge into everything, but I just dealt with the situation with a young man. And his life is so messed up. don't laugh at me if i've got the the language wrong cuz i don't have any social media and i don't i don't know i don't know all the language but it started with someone that sent a friend request or however all that works and seen a picture and there were pictures exchanged and just after a few days there were private messages being sent back and forth and the trap was set And it took a long time to completely rip the ship completely apart. But after a few days, all it took was a few days to set the hook. And all it started with, listen, all it started with, now I don't know, you correct me if this is not right. He sent some kind of, is there such a thing as a direct message? Something that he could send that no one else could see. He said, Brother Mark, that's how it started. You need deliverance. I'm standing in defense. How many churches we got represented here? Brother Brock? 30 churches. My God. Why did I ask that? That makes me feel even more heavy. I'm standing in defense of 30 tabernacles. I'm standing in defense of revival in 30 cities. It ain't happening if there's not first 19 chapters of deliverance. You can't build a church with people that aren't delivered. I know we usually move forward. We don't have any room to move forward. So we're going to move to the sides tonight. Listen, though. Listen. We've used this scripture to sinners, okay? And it's applicable to sinners. But it wasn't written to scripture. This scripture wasn't written to sinners. It was written to people who already had the Holy Ghost. Boldly approach. That, That scripture about boldly approaching the throne of God. Grace. That's that that's that's to you. And so you can't stand there and wonder, well, I got people back here watching, and people and, and I, and, I and, and no, no, no. There's the list is so long of things that it could be that's trying to bind you, that there's no one that would ever. It's none of their business anyways, but there's no way for anyone to know. Don't stand there and worry about somebody knowing what it is you're struggling with. But if you're here and you're a young man, listen to me. Let me give you instructions. If you're here and you're a young man and you need deliverance in your life, you want to be a part of the building of that that tabernacle. You want to be a part of that revival. You You want to be a part of those people that love the law and live righteously you need deliverance in your life. I want you to step out in that open area. If you're a young lady and you need deliverance in your life, you want to be a part of chapters 25 through 40, but you need a touch of Exodus 1 through 19. You need deliverance. I want you to step out in that open area. Step out in that open area. And when you get there, I want you to give me your attention because I'm going to give you some more instructions. This is not to be played with. This is not to be taken lightly. Unfortunately, in in a crowd of this size, there's always going to be some. But listen, you you can't worry about who's on the fringes and what somebody else is doing. You can't you can't just kind of shove this off or explain this way or. Even some of you through this is, well, you know, that's what we expected Brother Marks to do. We expected him to preach like that. You, you, you can't even, you can't receive that. You cannot receive what I'm telling you in that frame of mind. Just just another dose. This is what we get when we come to youth camp. I'm telling you, after a few days. Pastors, am I telling you the truth? Am I telling the truth? All it takes is a few days, and you're slopping pigs, wondering where, where all the fun went. You need deliverance. You need you need deliverance from the lust of the flesh. Some of you, some of you have peer influences. Some of you have sibling influences. My God, is this okay? I'm going to tell, tell you what I feel right now. There's some youth groups, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, and here's, here's, what, here's what I'm dealing with, okay? Here's, here's what happens. Usually the rotten core in these youth groups that start spreading this stuff, they won't show up to camp where you can deal with them because their parents don't make them come. They may not be here, but some of you have connections with them. You need delivered from that. And you need to go home with your mind made up. I'm not spending time with that person. I'm not spending the night at their house. miss a point by a million miles if you skip through this week and you go right back next week going over to their house on Friday night and watching movies you have missed the point I didn't get the amens I needed there you have missed my point you need deliverance You don't need a taste of this or a sample of that or an experience over here. Or you don't need to see this or do that. or, or No, that get, you got to get all that garbage off of your bucket list. You need deliverance. You need God to deliver your mind and deliver your heart and to set you free from that. Conversation has been going on between young ladies. You need deliverance. I don't care, I don't care what they're doing. Listen, I don't care what they're, and if you're reading that garbage, shame on you. If you're watching it on YouTube or wherever you're picking that junk up, I could care less what Lady Gaga's doing. I thought I was in an apostolic youth camp. I could care less what Katy Perry's doing. I could, care, I could care less what Taylor Swift, and I'm probably showing you how out of date I am, but I could care less what the world is doing, and you need to get to the place where you could care less. Quit reading that garbage. Quit picking it up, reading it. Quit having it sent to your house. Quit buying that trash. Quit following those people. I'm going to tell some of you right now. It blew your mind how many of our young ladies right here are following the Kardashians. What are you thinking? there's no way for me to have a poster nobody knows what Jesus nobody knows what Jesus looks like but if somebody did I'd have a poster of Jesus on my wall but I don't have the luxury to have a poster of Jesus on my wall so i tell you what else because I can't have a poster of Jesus I'm not postering come on on my computer or my phone what the Kardashians or anybody else in Hollywood is doing I see, I see things showing up, and I'm like, "You didn't come up with that on your own. You didn't just wake up and decide to dress like that." But brother, Mark's, I think it's not really an issue if it's still modest. What come coming out and be separate? I see this stuff, and it's like, where in the world did that come from? I'll see it it in the church, and it won't be many days I'll be cruising down the airport and look up, and I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. So you're getting that fed to you from somewhere. You need deliverance. There's a spirit that comes with that stuff world young people it's real you listen to me it's real and you can't follow that garbage and look at that garbage without the garbage they've got that stuff's pumped into you I'm getting, I'm not getting very many amens here. You, that, there's spirits behind that stuff. How many, how many, how many, how many pastors, how many leaders are, are here that say, I, I still, I still want our young people to go, what? Are you kidding me? You wouldn't be caught dead in that. See, we've lost, we've lost the shock. It doesn't shock us anymore. You know why it's not shocking us anymore? We don't have television, but we got social media and we got a phone, and it's constantly in our face, and it's constantly in our face, and it's constantly in our face till it's desensitized us to where we can't even be shocked by it anymore. We need deliverance. There still needs to be a what factor. No, I'm not doing that. I can't believe they come out of their house looking like that. But you're not you. You've lost that. You've lost that. If you're giving yourself, and all of that is in your feet or whatever it's called, and you're looking at that, well, I don't just know. I don't. I don't even want that where I can see it. I, the Bible says, "I will put no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside." spirits come from these spirits are coming from things that we are participating in and when you're reading and looking at and watching and studying you're participating I need deliverance I believe it's here tonight we're not gonna wait till Thursday night. After a few days. You'll get what you want. But it won't take but a few days for you to realize you didn't want what you got. But then you're stuck with it. Brother Martin, how many times have we seen people get out just like this and they end up getting hooked up with somebody that knows nothing about Pentecost? And how many of them would love to come back? But, oh, they got kids that don't know nothing about Pentecost and they got to spouse it. What? You want God to touch you tonight? I'm going to try one more time. Talk to me. You want, God to, you want God to touch you tonight? You want God to touch you tonight? You want God to touch you tonight? I can't hear you. You want God to touch you tonight? Do you really want God to touch you tonight? We don't have a long runway. I want you to lift your hands. It's fixing to move in here. We're going to pray for you. These, these counselors, these youth pastors, the saints that are here are going to help us. But I want you to listen. Lift your hands, and I want you to cry. And I mean, you got to cry out. You girls have got to cry out. You can't just let this little whimper out. You can't just, if you're desperate about being delivered, you got to cry out. Young men, get your hands up in the air and cry out. Young ladies, get your hands up in the air and cry out. They're getting ready to sing something. Come on, right now. Come on. Pray that the hand of deliverance would touch your life right now. Pray that the hand, come on, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. young men how bad do you want to keep your relationship with God how bad do you want to keep your relationship with God open your mouth and lift your voice right now let Few days only takes us a couple of bad decisions. Come on,
3: no stop. Touch God. You
2: gotta touch God tonight. You gotta touch God tonight. You gotta touch God tonight. Show
1: me
2: your glory, show me your power.
1: deliverance,
2: deliverance, deliverance. Deliverance, 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 deliverance. Deliverance! 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 deliverance. So touch us! Touch him on Monday night. Touch him on Monday night. Don't wait till first night. Touch him on Monday night. You got to get a hold of God. You got to get a hold of God.
3: Yes, touch, us, touch, us, touch, us, touch us, touch us, touch us, touch us, touch us, touch us. Yes, 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 yes.
2: Come on, young ladies, come on, young ladies. Don't
3: stop, don't stop, don't stop.
2: I don't want to lose my relationship with God. Everything that's been invested Holy Ghost. Touch me, Holy Ghost. I'm coming to you, young man. We got to have a touch of deliverance. We got to have a touch of deliverance. We need the hand of deliverance to touch us. We need God to move in our lives. We need God to move in our lives. To move in my life, I've got stuff going on. I've got voices that are mine for my affection, that are mine for my future. Blessed me for you is what I need. Blessed be for you.